This is the Non-Typical Nation podcast with your hosts, Brody Teal and Eric Liberty. Let's talk hunting and absolutely everything else that goes with it. Okay, guys, we are back with another Non-Typical Nation podcast. I'm pumped up. I know Eric's pumped up. Our guest today, he is pumped up. Uh, bear baiting starts right away here within a, within a couple of weeks. Bear season's right around the corner. Bear season is right around the corner. You can start baiting two weeks before the season here in Alberta, so we are pumped up. March 15th? March 15th. And today we've got a guest. Um this guy, this big, tall guy, double my size, uh, joined us on a hog hunt, the first hunt that we ever filmed for Non-Typical Nation. He ended up harvesting an absolute bear of a lifetime, a phenomenal blonde bear uh, that we had the opportunity to make a nice rug out of for you. And uh, yeah, this is uh, this is Ryan, everyone. Thanks, guys. Nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Glad you got on. Yeah, we're glad to have you on. Yeah. Eric says you're a man of mystery. Every time we try and get you on, well, he doesn't hear from you for a week. Well, you know, I either trust <laughs> back or I don't. And, uh, yeah, he's yeah. part ghost. He's part yeah. ghost, yeah. yeah. I even probably look at now, so pale, huh? Yeah. 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 So what have you been working lately, or what's going uh, on? I just got off graveyard, so now I'm going to have a bunch of free time to do the things I want to do. Nice. Yeah. Just in time for hunting season. Yeah, yeah there we go. Yeah. Well, I couldn't, couldn't keep away from hunting season, right? It's, yeah. You get that itch and you just have to. Yeah, without a doubt. Well, most other things take second priority. So, yeah. yeah. So did you did you take along in any of his hunts last year? Did you did you do much hunting last year? Last year, I didn't do a whole lot, actually. Yeah, you didn't really do that much hunting no, this year. No, last year, we, did, uh, we tried to go moose hunting one day, and we ended up blowing both trailer tires on the trailer. That's right. And so we didn't, a spare was no good. Turns out we couldn't even get the spare off the trailer anyway, so we uh, we had some issues there. We had to one, one evening, and then after that, wasn't a whole lot. Did we no. do bear hunting in the spring? No, I, was that this spring where I got, I brought that bear into you, or was that last year? That oh, last I think year. it was last year. It yeah. was last so fall, yeah. If it wasn't, then yeah, I think I was hanging bear tags on my tree this year. Yeah. Yeah, that last bear you shot was actually, it was the first <sighs> thing we killed when my truck was brand new. Right. Yeah. 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 Nice. New, new truck. So you had a moose tag this season? I had a moose tag this season, yeah. Nice. What zone? Just up north there, uh, right under where Eric In 520. Okay. 520, yeah. yeah, that's way up there. And you uh, blew we only, it. We only got up there the one day, I think. That's a killer, man. I drew a tag for 544, and it was a three- or four-year wait. I hunted a lot, and I didn't feel that tag. And there's that is a terrible feeling, at least for me, when you wait that long. On a draw tag that you got to wait another three or four years for to not the get her done. has been building up those years. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to hang the moose right there. My freezer's going to be full. We'll yeah. probably have to buy another deep freeze. And then you hunt your fucking ass yeah. off. You don't get nothing. Yeah. That's a killer. Yeah. yeah so I was, I was frustrated this year with Ryan a little bit because uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I... I, blame you. Yeah. I uh, I drew my moose tag, but I drew it way up north. I drew it like a four-hour, five-hour drive away. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't really going, you know, day tripping for my moose. So I we did some homework, and we got Ryan a draw with the amount of points that he had. And we planned to, to go hunting a bunch this year, and we yeah. just, just couldn't. Our schedules didn't work out. And, yeah. and uh, it, you know, he, he, he was only like an hour or so drive away to get from where we're at here to get... Yeah, it was get only to about hunting, fifty so. minute drive. Yeah. So that must be the one north of five forty four. Yeah, then. it's just north. Yeah, yeah. So for you guys, what's how how far will you travel in a day? That's going to make the difference whether you're staying the night or not. For me, if I'm traveling more than two hours, I'm staying the night. Yeah, that's Could pretty any, much for yeah. me too. About two hours. 
Okay. I'll drive. I'll you'll easily drive an drive hour, an hour, an hour and a half. 20 minutes, an hour yeah. and a half. Easily drive an hour and a half in the morning. Yeah. In the evening. Yeah. Evening's yeah, once no problem you start cracking. It starts cracking. to get dark around, uh, you know, eight, eight, nine o'clock. So it's not too late. Yeah. But early, early in the morning. Anything more than two hours is uh, you're starting to go back to sleep before you get to where you're going. That's when it's tough. And that first day, it's not bad, mm-hmm. but it's that second day after you've walked all freaking day and then you got to get up at 4 a.m. to drive two hours yeah. to get there half hour before hunting time. Yeah. And then you're always late. Always or famously late. late. Always late. Yeah. That's a killer. So were you both tags? Was that in the rut or were they late season or when no, were we they? No, we both had rut tags. October 1st till... Well, yours was late yeah. season then. No, no, no. We both had rut. Was it rut? Yeah. Because okay. I was actually coincidentally working up in your zone and I saw that huge moose. Wow. A huge bull stand. I was really? on the road to the cow. That, yeah. I texted him. On like, the highway? Motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> no, on the on a road that I wanted to hunt. Oh, really? Coincidentally, just was going to work up there. Wow. And went up, turned up the road and there's this big old bull and a cow standing on the side of the road. First light. I'm like, son of a bitch. Yeah, that's a killer. Well, I seen... Did you, did you have a little quarter ton truck at one time? Yeah, that little, that little red one at one. At, okay, so one I seen time, one that looked a lot back. like it, but it wasn't red. It was silver or something, and a guy had a moose in the back. And I texted you. I might have a different number. I don't know. I'm like, when did he hit the moose? You got a moose. You might have texted him. I hadn't heard back from you. And then I asked Eric. I'm like, Ryan got a moose. I swear I just seen him driving with a moose in the back of his truck. And I seen a Badlands pack hanging from that. Then I got pissed off. And he got mad. He's like, that fucker. No. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I swear I seen it. He's like, well, man, he would have told me. But, you know. You never know with Ryan. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, I was like, yeah, you never know. But <laughs> tur- turns out it was somebody else. <laughs> it was someone else. Loose in the back of my truck. Me, you know? <laughs> I just figured if you actually like, doesn't surprise me if you went off, you know, with your old man or whatever. No yeah. big deal. But if you got something that you wouldn't text me oh. right away, especially a moose, it'd yeah. be it'd be as soon as I yeah. put that rifle down. <laughs> I'll share all awesome. my experiences with you. Yeah. Did you get a doe or anything like that last yeah. year? Did you get any meat? This year I got a doe, yeah. Just nice. For meat. Yeah. Yeah, you did lots of hunting with your brother, I guess. Yeah, hey? I did lots of hunting in the stomping grounds, just a couple clicks from town, actually. Yeah, nice. in my uh, my grizzly sighting area yeah, there. Grizzly area. Actually, yeah, you guys were talking about this on the podcast that you guys had, where you had a grizzly sighting over a moose. Was it a moose kill, you said? Yeah, it was yeah. a moose kill that was right in that yeah. same area you were hunting lots yeah. with your brother, yeah. And, you know, a week before that, I was just stomping around there for the day, for the afternoon, and didn't see nothing and it was a really windy day and nice there's only a little bit of snow on the ground and sure as shit a couple days later there's he that grizzly, grizzly bear he sends me the picture of the grizzly and the, i think you had two cubs or a cub no no it was just she a did. solo grizzly but it yeah. was a big one yeah, there, yeah there's a picture on my instagram maybe even a video <coughs> excuse me but yeah no it's a it was, that a, was big, a good size bear he's been around grizzly. for a while yeah yeah mm. That's the same place where I've seen those two big bulls over there. Well, I saw lots of game in there. You know, like there was a lot of people back in there, but it was newly cut for being newly logged, like freshly logged. How far back, if you don't mind me asking, quite kilometers? Ways, like 11. Okay. See, I've never went past like three or four because it gets really bad. It gets bad. rough, but this is November, right? So okay, everything it's was frozen. mostly frozen. I shit bagged my truck though. One day I drove up into the log block and it was uh, starting to thaw out in the sunshine. And I was in like a foot and a half of mud. Yeah. But just kept the momentum going and got out of there. Yeah, I've quit doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I learned it's to just turn stuff. around now. Yeah. Pull out the quad. <laughs> or Sometimes the quad, you just yeah. can't turn around. Sometimes it's just like we go here, we keep going, or we're not getting out oh, kind of thing. Like but 
them around the lake the other day. Yeah. Like, we're going through these drifts whether we like it or not. Yeah. Yeah, we tried to go fishing the other day. and tried. We basically ended up just digging the truck out all, oh, really? all day long. Yeah, we were digging out for a good hour, two hours maybe. There was just enough snow on the lake about, what, there's probably 12 or 13 inches of snow okay. on the lake. And the the first like six inches is just that hard crust. Yeah. And then there's drifts, of course, right? Especially when yeah. you get close to the line of shacks. So we're fine driving driving out in my truck, um, just going out there with the momentum coming off the shore. And it's probably, I don't know, a kilometer and a half out to the shacks or something. Yeah. And as soon as we get into the shacks, it starts getting drifty and we just kind of, you know, feel the truck slow up a little bit. And we tried to make a good choice, ended up making the wrong choice, hit a drift, got stuck. So we spent an hour digging it out. Uh, nice fellow stopped with his quad and tried to give us a pull, but that didn't do anything. So yeah. <laughs> what's going to happen with a little quad? After a smashed finger and Ryan crawling right underneath the truck with a shovel, we... Did you ever get that finger checked out? You break that thing? No, it's not broken. It yeah. still works. It actually healed up. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's ugly. But <laughs> That's a lot, of, a lot of complaining for us. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we just, uh, yeah, we kept digging and truck truck come out. Did a little bit of fishing nice. and then we yeah. actually got pulled out by a jeep. Oh, did you? Well, when we're on our way home, we got stuck basically again, like eight, yeah. eight yeah. or nine times. Over and over and over. It was like every ten <laughs> feet, we'd get the truck out and then we'd like try and go and then we'd get stuck again. Yeah. And then like we'd get it out just by digging a little bit and then we'd try and it was like back and forth. We just make like a couple feet of progress every time, breaking through the drift. Yeah. That's it a was, killer. It was I, slow going. Well, I when I first bought my ice shack or my tent and my auger um it was the winter before i cut myself on my foot that we told on that last podcast um i went out by myself i went out, out after work i was going to fish at the night and i got out there and it was snowing and blizzarding and i get out on the lake pitch black no one is out there and i go like 50 yards and it is just a mess i'm plowing through snow 80 90 100 and i'm just a dead stop <laughs> pitch black out there and by myself i got a dog and uh you know i'm on a lake with some cabins on it but they're just cabins like most people don't live in them and uh shoveling shoveling like two hours wasn't moving anywhere nowhere and so i ended up hiking to i seen a light on in one of these houses or cabins and i hiked to that door no one was inside, but they had a shovel outside. And my shovel, I don't know, it was a shitty shovel or something. So I took their shovel, went out there, and still could not get the freaking thing it one done. one of those plastic shovels? Yeah, it was just a cheap yeah, black yeah. one, right? A yeah. $10 shovel. But this yeah. guy had a better shovel, so I borrowed it. Couldn't get out. And luckily, someone seen me, and he quadded out there. And then he started shoveling his way through and uh, got his quad stuck and the truck stuck, and we eventually got it. Mm-hmm. And I never got out on the ice that night, and it was just, it was hell, Spend man. The night digging, right? It was hell. So, and I've, you know, so since then, I've sort of learned, like, don't go on the ice if you can't see anything, mm-hmm. um, especially if you're by yourself, yeah. you know. Yeah, then, for sure, by yourself. Yeah. That's huge when you're by it yourself. It just wasn't good. It's pretty easy to go from uh, the intention of, you know, having a good day to being real pissed off and wanting yeah. to go home quick fishing. Yeah. yeah. Especially when you drive your truck out and it falls through the snow and yeah. Stuck. You know, and when it comes to ice fishing, though, I take a little more risk, like hitting those, the, the snow heaves and whatnot than I do with mud, because I just feel, 
the snow can't sort of mess things up and wreck stuff quite as you much can as mud. That snow a lot yeah, a little easier. easier. Well, and you're not gonna you're not gonna dig yourself any deeper yes, on the lake. And that's you're the just gonna hit the ice, mud. and then that's gonna be it. But here, you get into this quicksand shit, this muskeg, yeah, and so. you just you can bury a, a machine, no problem. It's bad. Yeah, it's and bad. And then you come back an hour later, and it'll be two feet deeper. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Worst time of year is bear season. Because yep. everything's melting and everything's wet and break up. it's just hell. The mosquitoes are out. Mosquitoes. <laughs> yeah, the mosquitoes. When you kill something, man, it's just, it's unreal. So do you remember that uh, Remember that bear we got with a bow? Uh, was that the first one? The first one you were with me on, yeah. Yeah, that, that would have been my first hunting yeah, the, experience. Yeah. yeah, that was your first hunting that experience? First hunting Lift that experience. mic just a little yeah. higher. There yeah, you that, go. That, that was my first hunting experience, yeah. So what happened? Oh, is that the one that you guys filmed yeah, with the, the GoPro? Yeah, that's the one on YouTube. Yeah, it's on... It's on uh, yeah, so that was a yeah. GoPro filmed yeah. archery black bear spot and stock kill. And that was your first hunt with him? That was the first one, yeah. Okay, so tell the story. How'd yeah, this go down? you gotta tell the story. I didn't know it was your very oh, first I, one. I, I, I mean, at the time, I probably did. Yeah, so we, we were in your little ranger at the time, right? And Courtney was with us, I think, and... We were just going up the, the uh, I think it was the Sasquatch, what do you guys call it? The Sasquatch sighting area or oh, whatever. Yeah, you yeah, guys yeah, know yeah. what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah. So we were just traveling up those roads and we just seen the hind side of a black bear and seen another one just in front of it. So we kind of ended up figuring they were brothers or whatever. And the one caught wind of us or seen us and took off across the road and was just sitting there watching us from the tree line actually for quite a while there. And Eric got out and pulled back on the bow and managed to get a good good arrow on the on the bear but i think i think he ended up spining it yeah so i thought we were shooting from the embankment and it actually went down yeah, to the steep valley shot. into this creek yeah. and the bear was kind of like right on the dried up creek and when i shot he was sitting just like like a dog would sit or whatever yeah. right sitting on his bum with his front feet up and i tucked it right in behind his shoulder but it was just a little bit high and I just didn't calculate the angle right. And it was just a little high. And it got one lung and uh, shoulder and spine. Mm. So then it, we thought it was good. It tumbled into the trees. And then, and then he, he crawled. He crawled probably a good 500 yards through the thicket, through just this garbage. And we were in the middle of a drain away. So it's just two, two kind of hills on each side. And we probably followed him 500 yards. And he ended up, we ended up following him. And he ended up on a... He was kind of on a on a log, like a, what do you call that? Yeah, so it was like the trees fall over, deadfall, I guess. Yeah, yeah. He kind of went into like this thick willowy stuff where the mm. water sort of sat in the drainage, the very bottom part of it. And so we didn't have a rifle with us. We no. just what do we I, have? My you, my my compound. <laughs> and I was, had a recurve on me that oh you never God. really yeah. shot before. No, I barely could you shoot were, that it thing was at just twenty. And yards. so you guys arrowed this bear. And the bear just fled on adrenaline. And well, did you guys it, fled, I was chase like, oh, after him on adrenaline or no, did you no, give no. him some time or how did this play out? I was like, oh, good shot, right? We'll wait. We'll just yeah. kind of wait for the moan. This is, you know, okay. I've hunted bears before. I yeah. knew a little bit what I was doing. Yeah. I was just following. I didn't know anything. And uh, <laughs> we heard it like breaking sticks and stuff. And I could see the blood on the trees even yeah. from where I shot. Yeah. So we waited. And probably 10 minutes later, we could still hear, like, some brush moving and stuff. I'm like, okay, we're going to, like, go in, but real slow. Yeah. And so that's when we just sort of followed it. And we just followed. There was lots of blood, lots of blood. And then it, it opened up. And that's where... Keep in mind that we still were thinking about his brother that was on the other side of the road watching us from the tree line. You remember? 
Yeah, because the other bear that was with it never actually left. Oh, wow. It was standing like 20 yards from the pickup yeah. when we were waiting for, you know, waiting for the other bear to expire. <laughs> so, like, you know, expire. we probably weren't making the best decisions at the time, but... <laughs> so what would you have done differently? Just Nothing. give it... You know, you wouldn't have given it... I've, no, I've sort of made a rule now. If I see that bear die... Then I'm gonna give him ten minutes. But if he runs off, I'm giving that bear a half hour. Well, we See. did it. We did take a long time. Like we searched around that that first little wooded area mm. for a long time. Yeah, okay. Like looking at the blood, you know, trying to figure out see if there's any like there was lung hanging on the grass and yeah. stuff. Like we knew it was like a decent shot, right? Yeah. We didn't know. We didn't want to like walk into the thick willows right away because we only had a bow, right? So we kind of went up on the hill. And tried to get a vantage point, look down, knowing that the bear is going to be in the bottom of the valley, right? So we kind of circled up, and that's when the video starts. We come out of the wooded willows, the yeah. wooded area, and we come up on the hill, and we're kind of crawling over these big old burnt logs, yeah. and then we spot the bear. Yeah, yeah. And he pulled back and made a shot right through the back, through the heart, I believe. Right? Yeah, I shot right between right between the shoulder blades and nice. put it right through its heart. Yeah, nice. and then uh, it never moved after the, that. The infamous death moan. Yeah, which was my first experience hearing that, and you know, that was the moment I keep telling Eric and some of the other people that I tell this story. It was either going to be the moment where I liked hunting and kept going with yeah. hunting, or I kind of it turned me off. Yeah, so like make it or break, make yeah, it, it make a, you or break you. Yeah, it? it was like a make or break moment right there, and I don't know. I think everyone kind of feels sad or weird about it the yeah. first time but you know that's just nature and yeah well, you know it's, it's part of it right yeah. it's not a sad feel well for me it's, anyway it's not like a sad feeling but it's like it's like remorse for the death but it's also like you're so you, you respect what you're doing and you're thankful for what you yeah. get out of it yeah right? well so quite honestly like anytime so overwhelming yeah there's so many emotions when yeah, you shoot and it, kill right? an animal because you've been trying so hard for this animal yeah. but you know nonetheless that's that's a life and an animal that's dead there exactly. on the ground right yeah. so and especially if you haven't experienced that lot a lot you're gonna feel those sad emotions yeah. and those other emotions more so than someone emotions. who's done it 500 times right. well and you can actually see in the video because ryan's wearing the gopro on his head yeah you can see I, I turn to him, I say, ready? He said, yeah, I'm ready. He looks right at the bear with the GoPro. I shoot. It pins the bear. You know, it moans within seconds. And then you see the head tip over and that's it. And you can see when it moans, Ryan kind of like turns away and you can hear him go like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, well. And then, but then he like kind of like looked back up and it just is yeah, what it well, is, Yeah, well, you right? know, and, and to me like that, that moan, yes, it's that animal. He's he's taking his last breaths he is done right yeah, so that is that it. is a, a sad sound for that animal but um that's reassurance to the hunter and to me that tells me that this animal he is now done yeah, you know no there, there's no more running there's yeah. no more suffering there's no nothing yeah. he he is expired he is done and you know the weirdest thing afterwards was the the feeling of even though i hadn't made the shot i was yeah. just part of it i yeah. had I had a great feeling of accomplishment, a yeah. great feeling of pride after we had pulled that bear out of that bush and brought well, it all yeah. the way back to the road. I mean, after we went, know, I might have felt sad or scared at the time because of the whole situation. But in the end, I felt accomplished and I had a lot of pride afterwards and I thought it was a great experience. And we, we did work hard for that animal. Yeah. Like, it could have been easy. It could have died basically, you know, uh, you know, 50 or 70 yards from the road, yeah. but it didn't. It ended up dying almost a kilometer 
from where from the road, yeah, not quite, from necessarily from where we shot it. And the mosquitoes were just oh, yeah, horrendous. Uh, we had Courtney there just waving like a t-shirt. She yeah. she was hitting mosquitoes off Eric while he was gunning it. Yeah. So yeah, we were good at skin it, yeah. and we ended up we were just like it's let's just much. gut it, and then me and Ryan will carry it. Yeah. And so we just threw it over whatever we could, and we walked it out. Yeah. Um. I want to get back to that. Just that when you see that animal dead. Because I'm thinking, oh, too, like, man. even the last, like, the moose I got, like, you walk up to that animal, it's dead, and you realize, like, this life is done. You ended his life. Yeah. And that's why it's so prestigious to get a big animal, because that animal has lived 10 years, or if it's a bear, he's lived 20 years, yeah. and he's lived a full life. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like, I wouldn't call it sad. I don't know what I would call it. There's but almost it, no word for it. There isn't. Yeah, there and, but it is a it. feeling that I feel every single time. Every time yeah. And yes, I'm excited. I'm pumped up. But this animal, I've just taken its life. And it's a feeling that I feel every time. It's it's not a, a major feeling of sadness. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'd call it. But, you know, I, I can relate to you so on that. So do, do you guys have any, um, like, traditions that you do when you kill something and you walk up to it? You know what? I don't. Like some people, I know some people like bury their bullet casing. Okay. Or, you know, they leave something in the ground or they say a certain thing to an animal or they do a certain thing. Like some people put some of the food into the animal's mouth sort of as its last Mm -hmm. meal kind of thing. Some of it, you know, it's cultural, but some of it is just sort of a family tradition. Yeah. Yeah. um, For myself... I don't have anything like that, but the whole picture thing is very important for me. Not because I want to show it off to everyone, but because I want a very good representation of that animal. Mm. You know, and I think if, if you go, if you take a high quality photo, go down to the ground, take the angles you're supposed to get. Yeah, they make that animal look big, but that's what you want. You want mm. that animal to look bigger than life. Yeah. You've just taken that just life. Taken you life. can stand up and snap a photo, a blurry photo with your cell phone, but that's not doing that animal justice. Mm. Um, so traditions and stuff like that, I don't really have any special well, things, but, but it is very important that I get high quality, good photos to... To, to document this everything that's just taken place and great representation of this animal because once that animal's skinned you're never going to see it like that well, again that's your tradition right there that though, is my right? tradition that's exactly yeah. right that's no different to me than somebody that you know buries tobacco in the ground or okay. do whatever because in this day and age like especially from an artist perspective yeah. right you're all you do is look at these animals especially whitetails right yeah. you look at <clears throat> hundreds of whitetails a year and they're all, you know, massive. So when yeah. you get one, you really want to represent that animal because it's respectful to the yeah, animal respect. to re- represent it as it is and as best as it was, right? Yeah. So that's your that's like your tradition. Yeah, and like it is. It doesn't matter who I'm with now. I, I like I even if I'm not the one that killed the animal, I'm just tagging along. I'm like, guys, let's get good photos. Let's yeah. take. I know we want to get this out. It's let's take 15 minutes. You have one chance. You you will not ever relive this experience. So do you have life. that feeling of like I owe it to this animal to represent it? You have that feeling. I owe when it you're doing to that? the hunter, whether it's me or you or you, and the animal exactly. that we yeah. document this whole thing. So we can show this to our friends. So we can show it to to you. So you show me the moose you got. I show you the moose I got. And we glorify these animals. We put them on a pedestal because we have taken their lives and they are 
beautiful critters. Like, as, like we love respect hunting them. them. We have ultimate respect for them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I guess my tradition is is getting great photos. And, you know, I'm all about sharing my passion, sharing what I do, getting the content, video, picture, and everything else. Um, whether I film it or not, though, those pictures are number one. That's mm-hmm. very important to me. Awesome. Yeah. What about you, man? Well, for me, I haven't been hunting as long as you guys have, and I haven't really taken as many as you guys have. But for me, I just... I really like to... What's the first thing when you walk up to the animal? Well... Or maybe the last thing before you take the knife out. If I know I've had a good shot on that animal and that animal is down, I replay that moment over and over and the steps to get to there. And I just kind of replay the hunt over and over in my head. And afterwards, I do that as well. I just... uh, I don't know. It's just the whole experience to you Yeah, I just try to really soak in that experience. and, But... Listening to your story now, Brody, about taking pictures and really respecting the animal, like hearing that really changed. Yes, my, changes. You know, my and that's why that, it frustrates you know. me when guys are sitting behind their deer, holding, holding. You see the whole body within there, holding this, and they're sitting a little farther back yeah. because those antlers look bigger. That you got body one of those looks big bigger. Long claw hands to hold the antler. Yeah, up. you know yeah. what? And I like some of them are a little ridiculous, yeah, yeah. but eighty percent of them are legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that guy's that guy's leaning back, holding his deer because he wants to show the whole body. He wants to show off those antlers. Yeah. Those deer grew that antlers. He wants to show that off, That's show right. what, the, what that deer grew. Yeah. Um, and I got full respect for that. I And it frustrates me when people say you know you don't gotta take photos like that. Grip you, and grin. Grip right? and grin. Yeah. And that's what frustrates me because what is more exciting than going through your grandpa's photo album and hunting photos? Stories are great. Stories are awesome, but yeah. stories are just stories. Yeah. If you have photos to go with those stories, that is the story that now you're going to tell your kids. And that's why we're yeah, lucky you have to grandpa's live in stories, this day and age, But right? if you have grandpa's yeah. pictures, everyone has grandpa's pictures, right? Yeah. So, and that's what I always used to joke about with Amy. Yeah, I'm filming my hunts because I want my grandparents to see how, or my, I want my grandkids my to, to see. see how much of an idiot their great grandpa <laughs> was or whatever, right? Yeah. Because... This video, these photos are going to be around forever. Exactly. Forever. They don't get disappeared. You can, can, but but they aren't getting disappeared, right? Mm -hmm. They're going to be around forever. And um, like I'll go through, I usually, once or twice a year, I'll catch myself going through old folders on my computer, Mm -hmm. looking at the first hunt I did with Jackson. He's two years old in a ground blind. And Amy comes over. We all gather around the computer and watch this. And it's super, super special, you know? And I could have just spent that time with him and a lot of people are like live in the moment don't take the video don't take the picture but that is the moment for me because we can talk about this later but it's not the same as showing that video showing that picture yeah Yeah, it helps you remember too you go back reference point to your memory yeah for whatever you can remember it's always better to see it and all honesty like people get upset about this now because everyone has their cell phones Mm -hmm. you go to banff everyone's taking photos they say you aren't taking in the moment but that's that's their moment. They're going to look relive at those photos. They're well. going to share those photos. Exactly. And they're well, gonna I don't know if it. I totally agree with that, though, because I you think don't? there is a lot of people today that live through a screen, but they're not like they're not truly live. They're not live is the wrong word. They experience life through the screen. Okay. But they're not like living. They're not doing anything. There's a lot of people like that. I'm not saying everybody. And there's nothing wrong with documenting yeah, your experiences and everything, but I think a lot. So, of So, are you talking are, about apps, or are you talking about like I'm talking about documenting your life and taking photos? Well, so many people are just so caught up with 
oh, I have to present yourself in a yeah, certain like way. Yeah, like I have to, you know, take a picture of this and throw a filter on this and post this here and post this here with no real goal in mind. Like if, if okay, you're building a brand or you have a company to advertise or you're trying to, you know, even if you've got a goal of like getting 5,000 followers, but you're not just like one of those people that just is just doing it because it's the thing to do now, right? Just to put it on your story and, and you're not, you're not really living because all you're worried about is taking a picture of so that it looks good. But my thing is those people aren't going to be living anyways. Like that's just some people's motive in life. Well, that's what I'm getting at is it's like, it's not really anything. You just kind of, it's like you're playing a game. It's like you're playing the Sims through your own cell phone. How can I project my life to look like it's best and people envy my life type deal? Yeah, yeah I mean, so you there's... You see that a lot on, on the Instagram and stuff like that, right? Yeah. People only posting the biggest animals they've got and only good things. Well, and there definitely you know, is a little bit of that good. in the hunting side. Oh, yeah, so you're doc- like- So what they're doing is they're documenting what they're doing. They're taking photos, but they're not showing everything, just showing sort of the things that are gonna prop them up on a pedestal and show well, them off. my original That's point was just out. like you know you see like a bunch of 20 yeah i understand 20, i'm 20 just trying to wrap my mind people get off right now and just trying to and they're think. just like snapping photos of whatever and they're not really to me when you take a photo though you can have that photo to look back on and then that photo is like you said a reference point you look at that photo and you think of the time that you were having when you when you were there yeah, but for me like even if i go to the mountains you know, besides the fact of a hunt, if I'm just like going to Jasper with the family mm-hmm. and I want to take a really good picture of the mountain or whatever, I snap that photo and then I sit there and I look like, okay, the photo is good, but then I have to, I want to look at the everything yeah. because you're not seeing the other 90% of everything around you. Okay. So I see what you mean. So there are people who are, yeah, people are who living their the life lens. through their lens. So yeah. what they're doing is they are taking the photo Taking the photo to share with other people without actually experiencing that moment. Yeah, exactly. Yes. That's more of the point. Like they're literally just living through the screen and the lens. Yes. And not really and actually me, absorbing yeah. any of it while they're and there. And I'm like you. Like we went to BC oh uh, last this past summer. And I like I make it, I take my photo and then I'm like it's a priority of mine to just stop and take this flowing river in. Otherwise like, the photo doesn't it. mean shit. Yes. Right? Because you just right. snapped it and got back and in the then car. And on the other extreme, I've caught myself before taking no photos because I just want to take in everything. That's how, but that's then I get I home, but then I get home like fuck, Where I didn't get any photos of that. Yeah. I'm exactly like that. And I was so bad for that for so many years. Yeah. I went I went hunting all year, packed my DSLR all fall. Didn't take a picture. I looked at it in November when I emptied all my cards. I didn't take a picture but from the sheep mm. hunt. Till the end of November. And that's a very common regret of mine is and when I, I go like, on a what hunt. The fuck? And I and took I, it everywhere. Yeah. And like you I don't. I pack it on the outside of my pack on my shoulder everywhere. Yeah. And, and I just see, don't take a picture. What I used to do, like when I first started getting into this, is it was a priority of mine to get high quality photos. So I'd get them with the DSLR, but then I'd get lazy because I wouldn't want to take the DSLR out. Same. Where now your phones are good enough. Yeah. I'm snapping everything quick with my snap. phones. Yep. Yep. Um, like a lot of times my phone will even like just a quick snap will be better than well, with the DSLR. The, all the, yeah, all the um, software in them. Yeah. Now, just adjust. <laughs> even if you're not getting good. So it makes it super convenient, right? Like super easy. Yeah. Like my camera, like we were just talking about the other day. I can't do anything on my phone because I've filled up 128 gigs of Holy photos and videos. Just yeah. stupid, right? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, yeah we've got a memory but problem. We all yeah, we were talking. Memory. These these podcasts take up a lot of memory. Yeah, they do. They do? Yeah. Well, well, you think video, where you got two cameras two going. Cameras. It, we started filming them in 4K because yeah, <laughs> I thought it was a good sense. idea, but they're taking like eight gigs per camera, right? Shit. Or more. No, like more like 15 or 16. Yeah, because it's yeah. an hour and a half podcast. So yeah. they're just filling the storage. Yeah. Mm. But once so, we once we get the video side I, released, we'll start deleting all, delete that, them, all yeah. the both videos and just keep the transitioned edited video and it'll be fine. Yeah. Because once it's online, we don't need it. I didn't know you guys were even doing video until the other day when we went yeah. fishing. Yeah, we just haven't released yeah, it. Just it, just, it, might, it might be released by this release. So you know, it will be. If it's there, don't pay attention it will be. to this. But, yeah. You know, you know. <laughs> I'm slacking. <laughs> yeah, we're a little we're a little yeah. unorganized, but we're we got the podcast coming out every ten days, no matter what. Every don't seven to ten that. days, yeah. and that's a priority. And we and that we love organized. it. It's yeah. not like we're just doing it because we have to. You know, yeah. we love it. Yeah, you don't want to make it into a job. As soon as it becomes that, it's not going to be fun. Anymore. No, yeah. I, I look forward to these. Like I'm so always I'm always bugging you. Okay, when are we doing the next one? Yeah, and it's because I want to know because I get excited for them. Yeah, so. Do I? It's my sort of little getaway to chat and yeah. talk about hunting, and that's yeah. what I love, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, you don't want it to be a job. Like we were talking about that earlier when I first moved up here, and I was doing fishing excursions and stuff. And yeah. you know, you're taking guys out every weekend. You love fishing, but you're taking them out every weekend on their yeah. schedule. You know, nice weather, bad weather. You're going out, and after you know that eighth, tenth time, it's a job. Yeah. It is a job, and that's why I don't think I could ever guide because I don't. I don't want to ruin my my look on hunting, yeah, right? Yeah. And I'm just not good enough to do that. No. But um, do you get that way? I, um, I, don't like, know, I hate to of, ask on here, but do no, you? No, no. A, a lot of people have asked me that. Because it ruined that fishing for me. It I'm t- starting it to get back and it did. Like yeah. it ruined fishing for well, me. Well, I know because I've bugged you to go fishing for a few years. I used to love like, it. Man, you, when I moved like, here. You're oh, let's go to the river instead. I'm like, oh, you got to get on the boat, yeah. man. We'll go catch some real fish. But yeah. Well, no, when it, I get out there, I love it, but it's just like I used to, when the, I came here, I'd fish all the time. You couldn't get me off that lake. I'd yeah. be there till that sun's down. Um, but now, you know, it's, I don't know. It just, it ruined it for me. I love fishing though. I love getting out there, but I just, I don't have that in me like I used to. Yeah. I've had things be like that for me. Um, but no, the guiding really isn't because I just enjoy like the taking care of people part two, which is more of like what I look at as the job. Otherwise I'm just hunting and you're just following me around. You just happen to be somebody behind me and I just have to worry about your footsteps. That's otherwise, you know, take care of yourself. If you can't, then we have a problem anyway, but yeah, yeah, it doesn't like the hospitality part I enjoy in camp because it's just, it's just part of the world that is outfitting. And so I, I really don't, you know, I love getting up every morning just to go hunting the next day and and you know what that's what makes a successful business a successful business and that's what makes anything successful successful as soon as you start having to work under major pressure and as soon as it's a job you aren't going to be working at your best and producing your best you gotta want to do it and with hunting and guiding you gotta want it almost i would say if anybody's gonna do it that's not doing it you gotta want it more then that guy that paid thousands of dollars yes, wants it. Without a doubt. And some of those people, that's once in a lifetime. That's I've saved up since yeah. I was 15 years old wow. and I'm 70. 
Let's kill a freaking moose. This is one one, and they say that they roll in the camp. They're like, "Look, I got one shot at this. Wow. I can't do this again." You know, I got it out of a divorce, and I got this amount of money out of it. I spent it on a moose hunt. This is my one shot, whatever. So there's a little bit of pressure involved. Pressure yeah. on you like that, hey? But all I can't never guarantee an animal. The animal doesn't know that you paid ten thousand dollars to no. shoot him. That's right. So all you can do is get up earlier than the guy every morning. Bang the pots and pans, make his eggs, make yeah. him coffee, and be excited whether it's raining, tornadoing. Got to make it there. The you know, experience fighting possible. through the clouds of bugs. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You just go hunting because you never know what it can happen. Yeah, without a doubt. And it usually, when you're out there six days a week for five, six, seven, eight weeks at a time, it happens when you very least expect it. Always does, man. Yeah. Right out, right out of camp or, you know... Freaking hurricane touches down beside you, and all of a sudden a moose comes to your call. It's basically unheard of, right? Yeah. Like you just you never know. Yeah. Well, I was actually um, Tommy's elk hunt that he did two years ago. So he got his bull. He went and helped his mom. They got the mom the bull while they were taking photos of the mom's bull. Another bull steps out of the tree line. The sister has a tag. She shoots that bull. You just you never know what the hell's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. I want to get back to the whole bear thing though, because you guys shot that bear that you were filming with the GoPro and you gutted it. I wanted to ask, do you regularly gut bears and do you just do it to limit the weight or do you gut them on purpose because you're taking all the meat? I never gut bears. I that, usually just skin them, take the quarters and that's it. That particular time it was just like, it's getting dark. The weight. All we got is bows. We're getting eaten alive. So it was we're a weight thing. T-shirts. Yeah. Let's just get it, it out. The weight. And we were taking the meat, right? We were, we knew we were taking the meat the whole okay. time. So it was yeah. like, Let's just cut the weight out and then, you know, we'll grab an end and we'll just do what we can to get it out. Yeah. So usually you're just. We had to go. We had to go up over two big valleys and then up a bit of a ridge. So it was like we kind of circled around with the the bugs, Brody. I'm telling you. Oh, I know, man. I know all about it. (laughs) And bear season is the worst. Yeah. And it seems like when you go to skin one, they're like, it's like a magnet for them. Yeah. But the bear kind of threw us on a loop with the the valley or the the little tried up creek bed or whatever kind of looped around. So we just went straight back towards the road and it was an up and down. So we're like, let's just cut the weight out of it and, and pack it and get out. And that's what so we So you guys both carried it? Did you tie it up onto a log or something? Or no, we just carried it. Took a it. each and trenched yeah. on through that. We had to set it down a bunch of times when we got it out. Yeah. It was just yeah. like you couldn't stop because if you stopped, you didn't have enough hands to wipe the showing skin, keep the bugs oh, off. Oh, man, they are awful. What do you do time. for mosquitoes? Do you thermocell. run a thermocell? Yeah, I just that's got one best. this year. It seems to work all right. We used it. You know what? We used it. Uh, we did a little fair bit of elk hunting this uh, this early fall mm-hmm. together, and I used it all. I elk hunted like uh, two weeks straight or something. I used it every day, and uh, it's fantastic. It's the only thing that works. And so it works when you're moving, because I used it in the in the Absolutely. tree stand all the time, and it worked great. But it I was wondering if I'm, even it, yeah. I want to know what you guys think about using bug spray and hunting. I don't like it just because it's like smell is smell. It doesn't matter. I wear deodorant when I'm hunting. Like, it's just, if they're going to smell you, they're going to smell you. Yeah. You know, some guys chew on fucking spruce boughs to keep their breath from <laughs> being in the whitetail's nose or whatever. Yeah. Right? Some guys mm-hmm. are absolutely crazy. But if the animal's going to smell you, it's going to smell you. So basically cut bug spray. Out and just get the I only avoid bug spray just because of the oily 
you know, I don't want it. It's not good for your clothes. It's not good for like certain materials. Mm. It's just, it takes finish off guns. Like it's, it's just really bad. But when it shit. comes to yeah. hunting, you don't take that into a factor at all. So I'm thinking no, the, the hunting factor, like the smell factor of it. I'm not worried about it at all. You just aren't worried about it. Smell yeah. Smell. If it's going to smell, it's going to smell. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I got those Onyx. Cause I hate putting fucking bug spray on. Mm. I hate greasing myself up with that. And the smell, like I, you know, if I can smell it, that bear, I'm sure he can definitely smell it. Um, and so this year I used Ozonics all year long, you know, whether it worked or not. I don't know. I did have a moose walk right down to my tree after I shot a bull. The cow came right down and she was right at my tree, you know, where I think normally they might have smelled me. I don't know. But uh, it, it smells like rain. It's ozone, right? Yeah. Um, and so... I also had the Thermacell, um, which doesn't give off much smell. But yeah, I've been try. I try and use bug spray as little as possible. Like even I just hate putting bug spray on. I, I hate that greasy it. shit. I think I use it when I'm like baiting, just because it's quick and easy, and and it does work. Like bug spray. Well, does I make work. it a priority to cover every piece of skin on my body. Like yeah. my face well, isn't covered. Bear yeah, you but have to. like I'm wearing a neck a neck yeah. cover. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I'm even wearing one that's going over my ears with my hat on. Yeah, um, I hunted most of bear season with a head net. Yeah, you just have to. Yeah, it's just Crazy. the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it's and it's the worst when you kill a bear and then you, that bear's got ten million mosquitoes wrapped around it and you got to gut that thing and yeah, skin you start it digging and then through there's gray he took swarms. You from where you shot him too. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. So are you guys, you guys got any plans? Are you joining him on any hunts? Are you doing any hunting of your own or for, baiting or spotting stock only, or what I are you doing? Eric only had a couple things going on this year. Nothing for Barry yet, did you? No, I don't have it. Well, I'm just going to do my regular baiting. I don't have yeah. anything, anything major planned. We got the uh, that bear hunt giveaway. That That's going to be a lot of fun. It, uh, yeah, it's gonna be exciting. Yeah, we can get a couple that. new people out in the bush. Yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah. Try and get a bear too. Yeah, yeah. You never know, right? For me, I think I'm gonna try and do the the fall bear this year. Try and get a bigger one. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and if like a big bear is a big bear, whether he's a spring or fall, but he's right. going to he's gonna weigh the most and be the biggest in the fall. In the fall, yeah. Um, and you know, like the springtime. You've got that thick fur because they have that thick Ice undercoat, fur. right? Mm-hmm. But in the fall, they don't have they don't they aren't rubbed and they don't have that undercoat, but they're consistent throughout. Mm-hmm. So if you want if you want a real thick thick hide, spring is when you want them. But if you want a nice consistent looking hide, yeah. front to back, the fall is the way to go. Mm-hmm. But late in the fall, late in the, the fall. later later the better. But even yeah. like September bears are oh, usually yeah. good for sure. Um, you got one in the snow. When was that? That was... We posted a photo. It would have been a month ago or so. That might have been November before they closed the bear season okay. in November. Because until last year, yeah, I they just switched black it. bear used to be till November 31st. And they switched to November 1st, I believe, just last year. Yeah, so yeah. now the, the last month is closed, which opens um, wolf baiting and everything up yeah. for that month anyway, which is kind of nice. But I believe that was like the first week of November. And uh, that was a that was a bear that was coming into camp, and he just came in one too many times. That was a good nice size bear. bear too. Real nice bear, yeah. Where'd the skull go on that one? I don't think I measured the skull. I, well, I measured it at home. I think it was only like seventeen or something like what? that. What? Yeah, no, it's not. It wasn't a huge bear. He was fat, but it wasn't uh, seventeen. Really? Yeah. Interesting. 
Yeah, he wasn't massive. My other one was 19 or something or 18. Was that a, the first one you the got? The first one I got. That was the, one the that biggest? You guys did the That's rug. the biggest? That's the biggest one I've got, yeah. Yeah. Those other two, I just tanned them. Yeah, the biggest bear I've got skull-wise was the one that I got not last spring but the spring before at my bait. And uh, that was just textbook. It fucking textbook. I hunted a lot. Like I was in that stand a lot. Um, and I, I was hoping for a bear with a nice white patch on him. And he looked like a mature bear. And I thought it was this bear coming in. He came right to the bait and he sat at the bait for one minute, two minute, three minute, four minute. And I'm just getting antsy. So I stand up and I arrowed him while he was sitting down. He got up, ran 20 feet and just toppled over. Um, we actually aired that episode on the first season that we put on the hunt channel. So if guys want to check that out, they can see it on YouTube. Um, but yeah, that bear, he was a 16th of an inch off of 19. And that's that's the biggest one that that's I've got. One, yeah. yeah. Um, I uh, Do you find where we do our spot and stock bear hunting compared to where we do our baiting, do you think there's a higher density of big bears in one or the other? Or do you think they're pretty consistent? Like a lot of small, a lot of big, and right across the board. It's probably, factually, it's probably the same, but it's it's easier for us to see the bigger bears at our baits, I would say. Because I have yeah. seen, like, spot and stock, you see, you just kind of see what you see, right? And there are there, there are big bears everywhere. Yeah. Um, there's just food everywhere, right? There's good genetics everywhere. There's high population everywhere. So I think it's just we probably see I see more big bears at the baits. Okay, and I see I've seen more big bears spot and stock hunting, I would say. But bears are so much harder to judge spot and stock. Like I've, they are. I've shot a couple where it's like you walk up to them and you're like, oh, they're yeah, a little bit special. smaller than <laughs> they looked at the. That's so true, man. Yeah, that's so true, and that's and that's our whole thing with baiting, right? Like if you if you know what's coming into that bait, whether it's a deer or a bear, and if you know there's a mature one in that area, you're gonna hold out for that mature animal. You're gonna make sure that it's the one you're exactly. holding out for, yeah. And that's exactly. what I don't understand a bunch of people that are up in arms about bear baiting. I mean, you're almost grocery shopping for the one that you want, right? Yeah, you're not just taking anything. Well, people think it's people think it's easy. People think you're cherry picking. Yeah, it's like cheating. Sure, but go to that. Go sit in that stand every day and exactly wait. Right, every day, day after day. Exactly. Twelve hours. Exactly. So what's so what's more ethical? Is it more ethical to to drive around and cover ground all day Mm. long? Um, or is it more ethical to provide value to those animals and sit at that stand? I don't know. I'm not the judge of that, but um, I think it's the same either way. As long as you're the, making the, the end right goal, and you're doing yeah. Doing the it end goal legally. is to control the bear population, yeah. and this is how I look at baiting for everything: for deer, bear, whatever it is. The end goal, the whole point of hunting, is con- to control that population to keep it at a manageable um, state, right? Mm. So. If we want to do that, the best animal to remove from that population is the mature animal that's reproduced already, that's mm-hmm. lived a life. And so how are we going to judge? How are, the, the, the best way to do that is to have cameras out to study these animals, to know what's in the right. area so you can remove that most yeah. mature animal, right? And to concentrate that area's population at your bait site. Yeah. Yeah, so you know what's know yeah. around. Know exactly. What, uh, know what the list entails yeah you know what you're getting when you go to a bait site yeah so you don't have any plans for the spring you're gonna try and hold out the spring i didn't know just uh whatever comes up 
I'll try and hold out, but I'll probably get the itch and go out. And oh, yeah, you'll be out. I'll yeah. get a text from Eric. Yeah, um, we just got a bear. I get one or two of those from you guys every year. Every yeah. year I kill at least I'm one. I'm sure, yeah. yeah. Somebody does anyway. Yeah. Take well, you, you get out, you get driving around, and the, the heat of the moment comes. And yeah. So, oh, I'm going to take it. So. Well, and there's just so many bears around. So and I've said this a million times, but I was talking to a fish and game officer, and I asked him, I said, why are there so many bears in town? Because this year in town, there's been a record number of Crazy. Record number, like in yeah. Canada, it's insane. Yeah. Record number of calls to fish and wildlife because of bears. In so town, this has basically. been in several towns in Alberta, all of Canada, all of Canada. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. Yeah, wow. it's unreal. That's crazy. unreal. And um, I asked him why, and he said, "Well, not enough people are hunting them. Bears are continuing to reproduce." There's a lot of bears and uh, less guys are hunting them just because whatever. I think it's taboo. A lot of people th- think it's taboo to hunt bear. Yeah, people don't like killing predators. There's yeah. something about predators that people don't like. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just because, generally speaking, we eat ungulate, ungulates, right? We don't eat predators. You might think it's a cleaner meat. We are maybe. a predator. Well, we have forward looking eyes. It's easier to relate canines to cattle and stuff, right? Which yeah. is the norm. But I think I think it's got something to do with that. The fact that we are predators. We have the canines. We have the forward-looking eyes like every predator. Mm. And so it's something. You think something instinctual? Something in instinctual that we have a, a bit of an issue. Like it's also instinctual that we have that... that itch to hunt and that i can bring a non-hunter with me we can harvest an animal and they're gonna feel that same feeling that i'm feeling because it's in our fucking dna and they would they didn't even know that before and they didn't know they had that but everybody has that but i think it's also something with killing predators that people have issues with whether it's a fox whether it's a wolf whether it's a black bear grizzly bear they don't like it and i think think it's conditioned from when we were young, That's thinking what, Pooh Bear or dogs. And probably stuff like that, that too, but we... Well, I think if, from when you're Dogs born, are a big one. Dogs so, are a big one for wolves because everyone has dogs. Right. Absolutely, but what, what does a newborn baby get first thing? Is a teddy bear. A right? teddy bear, yeah. yeah. And teddy bear is huge for... It's like at least the North American like child icon is a teddy bear, right? Always but has then, been at so least for why, the last couple decades but why has it been a predator that's what i mean like are well, i don't know i don't know why are we, snuggling? Why are why we relating bear, yeah. so much to predators ah, teddy saying. bears why don't we have big mule deer stuffed animals yeah <laughs> because we are predators maybe you might be onto something there huh you're gonna have to ask somebody with a bigger brain yeah i'm not sure i'm uh qualified to think like that it just it (laughs) makes sense right because we have issues with predators we have issues eating predators we have issues killing predators we give our babies stuffed animals and lions and you know that's maybe maybe it's intelligence intelligence like predators level of intelligence is higher right maybe a little bit more related to us Maybe a respect because that's the issue with apes and monkeys and primates right because we are close to them but now predators, I think they are right down the line. Right behind us. Like you can see the look in the eye, right? You can see the we wheels the turning. You can see the gears turning. You can see the, you know, mm. at least, you know, thinking bears or wolves or coyotes. Like you look at them even on the side of the road and you can see them like menacing, looking around, thinking. Yeah. Just like a cat, right? Like a house cat. Well, you, guys, you guys got around into like, that when you were talking about black bear versus grizzly bears. And I was, yeah, I was gonna say that. That's I don't have I don't have a problem with 
was killing black bears at all. And maybe part of it is because they don't have that look. Like, to me, they're just kind of like, they're more like a deer. Just kind of look at you, blank stare. Where That's a grizzly kind of looks at you like, hey, motherfucker. Yeah, but I think a grizzly right now, at least where we are, they're conditioned. Because they haven't been hunted for so long. They also I haven't. I, on. I don't I think, think they've seen very go. many people either, though. Um, well, well even care. if they have seen so many people, it wouldn't necessarily matter because like they, it, it's one hundred percent illegal to shoot them. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, so it doesn't not, matter. Like everyone not relating us this to predators. Year. Yeah, that's what I mean. Where I think if you go in areas where they are being hunted, they're a lot more likely to see you and just run, Take off. get out of there. Yeah. Where I think here in Alberta, at least, they're more conditioned because. They shut down the season. I think it was 2006 or 2007. So that's now 13 years ago. So where were they hunting in those in those years? Was all over the place. All over, all over yeah. the place. The world record grizzly bear was shot 50 kilometers from here. Is that right? You were telling me that. Florida actually. Lake, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. up the south road, uh, south of town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's that little slough called mm-hmm. Florida Lake. That's where this native lady killed the world record grizzly bear. She ended one? up selling it and giving the, the gun Canuso, away. I think, was yeah. it, that was the one that the no. The so I found, I looked it? into it. That one isn't the one in Canuso. That's a different one. That's a different one. The one in Canuso, actually, that giant cougar that we mounted, that guy was a part of that hunt. Um, but the world record, she ended up selling that hide, selling the gun, selling everything just for funds to feed her family, basically. That's sad. Piece yeah, of history. Right yes. There. Um, no, I looked into it. And she killed it with a 22. A 22. 22. Unbelievable. Yeah. Single shot 22. <laughs> Unreal, man. Unreal. I think she shot it like eight times or something, what, what hey? Year oh, I would imagine. In? Yeah. I think this was in the 60s. Yeah, it was different yeah. time. Like, yeah. it wasn't way, way back, but yeah. it was, like, it wasn't the 30s or 20s. I think it was the 60s or 70s. Yeah. Um, I wonder what this area looked like in the... That age, right? Yeah. Well, probably Not pretty similar up there. Yeah, like I've... Oh, up there, yeah. I don't think a whole lot... You know, that that road that we drive might have been a... It might might have just been a trail, a it's horse a trail, trail that they yeah. use, basically. Yeah. That's pretty steep hills, though, so there hasn't been much of any... Um, production i think what i read is that's where they were living their sort of camp and where they lived where their homestead was was right at that lake yeah which is basically a big slough Mm. um like i don't think there's any fish or anything in that so sad she's had to sell all of her stuff yeah i know yeah it's a chunk of history yeah chunk of local history too yeah well yeah exactly that should be in a museum around yeah so i was talking to a guy who was a part of the aerial surveys um so how they estimate populations for bears and predators and stuff usually it's hair samples is what they'll do for bears they'll have hair traps but then they also do the aerial surveys and he was a part of the aerial surveys the year they shut it down and the swan hills region had the highest density of of grizzly bears in alberta yeah and um that area was actually fine the population was thriving it was fine but the rest of the province wasn't and it was a real political thing with why they had to shut it down um but that area, like it's, and so, and so that area had a sustainable population then. So you think now after 13, 14 years, not hunting them, mm. it's just unreal. Charlie, he works up there and he sends us every, every day he's up there. He's seeing a grizzly bear or a cub right? or a mama grizzly bear or wow. a big boar or something. Mm-hmm. And he sees almost more grizzlies up there than he does blacks. You know, I wonder what it's going to take to, to get that changed again. Is it just going to be bio- biologists that we have to trust in to kind of so lead the way in? That, I've, or? I've talked to quite a few people about it and i actually talked to a guy about this the other day who brought in a cougar and he said he spoke to fish and wildlife and i'm not gonna get 
into too much what they spoke about. But the fish and wildlife, generally, everyone I've talked to and from what I've heard, they know that this population is up there. Something's got to be done. The biologists, they know. Everyone's everyone's on the same page with that. But if it doesn't go through, it's going to be a political thing right. because the Alberta government's going to get major backlash. Mm-hmm. So if the conservatives do it in this term, just they could they could be out next term because of this. Yeah. There yeah. could be enough people against it no that are going to vote it. them out. Especially yeah. so after it is a hot BC topic. Closing just especially last after year, BC closing. Ago. So you know what, man? I it's something that has to be done, but it wouldn't surprise me if it doesn't ever get done. Yeah, me neither. And it's the issue with that, things. it's going to lead to very little moose. Like, it's already tough for moose right now. The yeah. moose is going to be like the bison, where they're completely gone. Wow. And you're already starting to see that. You look yeah. at numbers, they're already slowly going away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once, because when you have an overabundance of predators, and they kill your ungulates, and then your predators mm-hmm. eventually die off too, because there's no food. There's no food. Yeah. And that's it's gonna affect the black the bear the po- population too. It's oh, black bear that. for sure. Yeah, and you'll get the boost, and then you'll get the drop eventually. Well, yeah, the grizzlies, right. will, the grizzlies will take a big toll on the black bears. Yeah. They don't for have sure. it together yeah. very well. And you see that a lot of times too, where there's high populations of grizzlies, you'll see less black bears, and you do sort of see that in that Swan Hills area. Like there's a lot of black bears, um, but in pockets there's a lot of grizzlies, and those black bears won't go near there. Yeah. Well, there's um, like you look at the islands in Alaska. Um, all those little scattered, I can't remember what they're called. All those scattered little islands all around the edge of Alaska there on the coastline. <laughs> the ones that have grizzlies just have grizzlies. The ones that have black exactly. bears just have black yep. bears. Because they just, they can't over time, together. if they were mixed, because all those islands are so close together, the bears can even swim from island to island. Yeah. But over time, they just figured out that, like, this is our spot and that's their spot. Exactly. Yeah. Did you guys see the video that a Grand Prairie kid posted last year or the year before? He was driving down an oil lease road. There are black bears denned, and the grizzly bear came, went in the den, yes. tore the cubs seen out, that. ran away with I the cubs, that, and yeah. then the, the sow came out yeah. and... I, did they fight or something? The sow and the, well, the boar grizzly? I can't like remember. The sow took off and then the, the babies, the, the cubs came running out. Yeah. And then you hear, you see that grizzly run after the cub and you hear you hear the rest of that, uh, yeah. that situation go yeah. down. Well, and we talk about that so. in some of our, the new season that's coming out in the Sportsman Channel. We uh, sort of talk about the importance of each hunt at the start of the hunt. And we talk about bears. And the thing with bears is whether it's a black bear or a grizzly bear, their only other predator is other bears. Yep. You know what I mean? They've got nothing. So it's important to us to control those populations. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, grizzly bears, like they got nothing. Nothing. Like the mature bears are the only ones that are killing other bears. That's right. And that's same with black bears. Other than than us, the only predator they have is older, bigger bears, mm-hmm. basically. And it's like you said on a few podcasts ago that I was listening of you guys, you were saying how, how they look at you differently. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it was Eric or you that said it. They do. Well, I think we might, we've both like we're in agreement with that. Have you have. seen any grizzly bears? I have not here? had a personal experience with a grizzly ever. But yeah. you've you've run in with I've quite run a few in, black bears I've, now. Yeah, I've had face to faces with black bears quite a few times. Really, now. eh? Yeah. But Sows or boars or what happens? So how, how would you a boar, right? how would you describe how a black bear when you meet them eye to eye? Because you've been curious. close enough. You've been within twenty yards face to face. The curious man. Curious. They look at you like, well, what are you? What should I do here? And then usually they just turn on and 
run off, take off. There's yeah, because like they, they're mountain. assessing the situation because they know you're small enough that I could tear you apart. Yeah. But if you're but a human you? with a gun, mm. you've got one step up on me. And black bears are hunted, so they have that uh, exactly that, uh, pressure. But the grizzlies, like you were saying, no they'll one. look right through you, and it's either your dinner or you're nothing to them. Yeah, and they'll just yeah. do their thing. Right? Well, you're either just uh, yeah, you're either just like something that's in the way. Or, um, yeah, you're just nothing. You probably know pretty quickly what's going to happen when you run into a grizzly, I imagine, right? Yeah. Well, and the first one that we had seen, so all we seen at first was just a blonde ass go over a ridge. Okay. So we're like, let's sit back, let this, because that's all we seen was the ass. And we thought it was a blonde bear because I had never seen a grizzly in this area before. And all I seen was the ass. If I would have seen the hunt, I would have known it was a grizzly. All I seen was the ass go over the ridge. I said, let's wait. Once he's over, we're going to beeline to that ridge. We're going to pop up. He's going to be there. We can get a shot off. So that's what we did. And I told Amy, I said, take your boots off. They're too loud. Let's just get there. <laughs> but we got to be quiet. So we get there. And he's still walking away at this point. I get the camera on. And I'm looking through the camera screen. I'm not looking at him. And I make that a, a priority when I'm filming because it happens. A terrible mistake is looking at the away, animal and, and not away. at your thing. And you're all over the place. So I'm always looking at the screen. And I'm looking through the screen. She gets in her position that she's going to shoot in. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait, he's turning. And I'm like, grizzly, grizzly, grizzly. And then he turns, takes one step, two step, three step. And I'm like, get back to the truck. And at this point, we were six power pole lines away. 100 yards of power pole? Yes. Yeah. So we're a ways away. She throws her boots. She runs. <laughs> and, uh, and then I'm running right beside her, right? And then so we get in the truck. And uh, we try and creep as close as we can. And he had already popped off. So he heard us or whatever. Mm. Um, but yeah, he seen us and he started taking steps towards us. And then three days later, um, we seen two more in a similar area, different bears. And uh, they just seen us. And what they were doing, they were pulling down 14 foot trees, eating the buds off them and springing them back up, grabbing the next, pulling them down, <laughs> eating the buds off. And we just sat there and filmed them for 10 minutes. Wow. And they eventually just walked off. Wow. Um, where black bears, they see you, they're gone. Yeah. Uh, I've had run-ins. Like the first year I got my video camera, I would just, you know, drive around and just film stuff. Yeah. And so it was bear season. I seen some bears. Um, and so... For well, for some reason, I left the gun in the truck, and I just wanted to get film. So there were cubs and a sow, and I think I might have known that. That's why I left the gun there. So I get the camera, and same thing. There's a ridge, right? So I get to that ridge, pop up, and I see him, but Mama sees me. And so she's coming at me, and, and I run to my truck. By the time I get to my truck, she's at that ridge standing up. And I'm like, fuck, man. Like, that was a close, close call. Um, you know, and I'm just thinking, other than that, I really haven't had any close calls i don't think with grizzlies grizzlies or with well that was a black bears, bear yeah. but with bears in general yeah. like i think that was probably like i'm just thinking i don't mind you there was one time um i was with amy we went to actually film some b-roll stuff for a, a commercial we were doing for hunt channel in south mitsu and i had already gotten my bear that year and we went out there and uh, I'm like, how cool would it be with me talking in the camera and there just happens to be a bear behind me? Like, what, like we aren't killing it, but let's just do it. And sure enough, we see a bear in this cut line and I've got some B-roll to do. So I'm talking and this bear's behind me. And I say, you know what, Amy, I'm going to see how close I can get to this thing. I'll bring my bow. We have two tags, right? Like I've got two tags. You're allowed to have an Alberta. 
So I've got my bow, I've got my camera, and I'm seeing how close I can get to this thing. It wasn't huge, so I came to the conclusion that I was just going to film it. Did you have the camera, or was Amy? Uh, no, she, she's like, I am not coming in there with you. I'm staying <laughs> at the truck. So I've got the camera, I've got the bow, and I'm just filming, Sorry, filming, filming, that. 25 yards away, like super close. And I'm filming, and it was a small bear. It was a year and a half old bear. And uh, then I heard, and I'm like, that wasn't this bear. So I back out, get to the truck, and it was a bear. So I'm walking down the cut line, and it was a bear in the tree line. So it was more than likely the sow to that year-and-a-half-old uh, cub. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't see that bear. I heard him, and I heard it crash, and that was a close fucking call because I was thinking once I got to that truck, that could have ended very badly. If I would have been in between that sow and that cub, yeah. Um, but so you, you live and learn, right? Like if I see a small bear, I, I know now, like I'm not probably not going to see how close I can get <laughs> unless I have a gun. A What's that? People, I think a lot of people do that. Let's see what they can do. Remember that first what year? Happens. Yeah. Remember yeah. that first year we baited and we we're, uh, we didn't have a quad or anything. So we were hauling baited in buckets yeah. by hand. Oh yeah, yeah. I know this story. Yeah. And so our bait site was like off of this, this pipeline down like the skinny trail with these big big spruce trees you can actually like walk right under the big boughs and our bait was a set of like five or six five gallon buckets hanging 10 feet up on a those pole. canadian tire pails that you get just yeah how do you get them up that high oh we had yeah, fun it was, a it was struggle. me on ryan's shoulders and yeah, see, I, don't put and, that, I don't put stuff that high because well this I was the first time we ever up. baited yeah. okay, it was the yeah, first yeah. bait we ever did yeah, yeah. So we, we had been baiting it pretty consistently. We were really excited about it. And we finally went in there to hunt the first time. We actually put a lot of work into that bait. So. Yeah, we did. And uh, we had bears come mm. in there consistently. Mm-hmm. But there was a sow and cubs that was coming there kind of like every second day. And so when we got in there, um, Ryan had the gun. And we're, we're actually carrying bait with us, right? I had the bait. Yeah, you had the bait. I had the gun. So we're carrying a garbage bag full of popcorn. In one arm. In one arm. The other arm's full of, what did we have? What you had a bloody bag of meat. Bloody bag of meat, that's what it was, yeah. And then I was carrying... Loud like, as hell. I was carrying like a <laughs> coffee can full of like juice crystals. And Excuse I don't know, me. some other stuff. And we go walking in, and we get off the pipeline onto the skinny little trail. Then it's like 20 yards to the bait. And you can see the buckets hanging in the tree before you can like see the actual ground of the site. Yeah. So we spot the buckets... And as soon as we spot the buckets, we're kind of like, I was like, okay, let's put the bait like down and let's just kind of look and wait. And sure enough, there's a bear there. So Ryan has a tag. He's getting ready to shoot, you know, his first bear. I don't think, I think that this is before the, first, the hog hunt the even. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And so he gets all lined up. He's got his gun. <clears throat> he's kneeled down on the ground. The bear's just standing there. No idea we're there. And uh, then this little cub, like the bear's probably what? 70 yards from us yeah under the buckets preoccupied at the bait and this cub just like just like in a disney movie just like tumbles out somersaults out from under this tree at like 15 yards and i was like cub 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 ryan yeah and he like took his his eye off the scope and this cub's like right in front of us and it sees us wow and then i'm like holy shit (laughs) like uh uh-oh right so we just slowly started backing up, crouched, and we're just keeping the eye. I took the gun back from Ryan, and I was just keeping an eye on that sow. And we just backed up, backed up, picked up the 
So we're, we're backing out, and I got my hands full, and I'm hitting every branch. Oh, you didn't leave it there? No. no. Well, well, it's actually, no, that probably would have been a smarter idea. I don't know why we didn't leave it there. Well, but, we didn't want to leave the garbage yeah, there, right? So that's that probably. It was, like, wrapped up in garbage bags yeah, and yeah, plastic. Yeah. and. Oh, we, so you guys didn't go back that evening to bait no, that? No, you I think we left. did go back that did evening. Did we go that evening? Yeah. Or did that, we go back the, the next day? The next I think day. That was, we were staying there. Night, wasn't it? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that was a pretty close call. That cut yeah. being right there, and I think if that sow had seen us, because we were significantly closer to the cub yeah. than she yeah. was to the cub, yeah, like by a long shot. So, and she was big. Well, and that's that the nice biggest bear. sort of risk. That's the riskiest thing of bear hunting is getting between the sow and the cub. That's right. Yeah, and that's why we take our time and we were careful and. You know, we've learned and perfected our trade since. Yeah. Every year we get a little bit better at it. I still walk on them. Still walk right on top of them. Yeah. <laughs> like the time in the mountains last year, the year before, the year before. Frick, I was, I was going to go clean out my uh, the oatmeal I had for the morning. Yeah. Or, was, yeah, yeah, that was, was the evening or yeah, the morning? I think we told this story part, part of it on okay, the podcast. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. 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 Well, I can't remember if it was the morning or not, but I was cleaning my dishes and I was just walking down to the river. And as I'm walking down to the river, I look up and the bear is just standing there. I can only see probably here up, and then it turned away really quickly and then just took right, took right off. Yeah. And so I, I tell Eric, I'm like, bear, bear, bear. I, I'm so shocked in the moment that I'm like, and then Eric, Eric, sorry, I'm I'm kind of rambling, but it was extremely yeah. ex- exciting. So Eric. Says, oh, well, if you see a bear, just shout, shout out bear. Yeah. And so we get to this moment. I'm like, bear, bear, bear. <laughs> get louder yeah, and like, louder. It took you a while to actually shout. And they're like, what, are you kidding or something? I'm like, no, there's a bear over there. And so we all run over there and we see some pretty good tracks. And wow. we just see the ass end of it hopping over the river on the other side there. He looked yeah. pretty big. Pretty yeah. Big so bear. that bear obviously heard or seen you guys. And he was he's just, just curious. I'm going to check things well, out. Well, he's seen you and Coda there. Yeah. Because yeah. Coda was right, Coda behind was right beside me. Yeah. But I, I mean, know. the reason why he was there. Yeah, well, like, do you guys think you were on a main trail, and that's why he was there? Yeah, do you we think he, trail. or do you we think were. he heard some sounds? You know, they're curious animals. So he was coming to check it out. Honestly, we were. We had walked that whole. So that valley starts with a canyon. You walk over the canyon, get yeah. into the river valley, and then it's very steep on both sides. Okay. So we're walking down, and it's narrow. We're, we walked, and you can see, like, we we had to walk right by this bear at some point in the day. Wow. Mm-hmm. And we were, yeah, we were on a main, like, horse trail kind of thing. And that's where we camped. We camped sort of somewhere that people had camped before. Yeah. You're just and right off the trail when you camp there. So. Yeah. Yeah, there's not really anywhere to go. You're either in the river or right on it the It was trail. likely he's walking just up this main trail like he oh, probably okay. does. And yeah. I just ran into him, and he was curious. He definitely saw me first, though. Yeah. He was, I could already see the top of his head. And he was. it was just a split second it was a before he was turning around. Big it was bear, big, too. Wow. Yeah, we, we caught it going across you the see, river. You could see his claws. Pretty pretty good in the mud. Yeah, like, I'm not sure how big it was, but it was. Do you guys bear. have any intentions of shooting a bear on that trip? Or we that was the way. No, you that was a scouting. A that was a scouting trip. We didn't oh, have a rifle that was a scouting even, trip. Uh, I see. It was yeah. summertime. So, do you guys have flares, or would you have? <laughs> we had a dog. Nice. Bear spray. Bear spray. Yeah. 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 We had, yeah, we had bear spray, and then the dog. Yeah, that's it. Well, that dog's good for bears usually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, especially that dog. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's big. But yeah, if everybody's got a can of bear spray, I mean, that's the best you can do. Yeah. So do you carry uh, bear spray with you when you're archery hunting? No. Well, it's in my pack, but I'd never be able to get to it. It is, eh? Yeah. Yeah. If, if, if yeah. I need to use something, 
I'm going for my bow just because it's think, in my hand. <laughs> I think that's going to be an addition this year. You guys uh, seeing all these grizzlies. Is, yeah. I'm going to be looking over my shoulder a little bit more and probably carry a bear mace on my well, side. Well, you can wear, like, you, you can buy the pouch that goes right on your belt or backpack strap yeah. or whatever. Right? Yeah, so. so I carry, I've got a short barrel 12-gauge brake barrel that comes with me everywhere. Yeah. Even when you're, you you carry that when, when you're bow, I'm bow hunting. hunting, yeah. And you do most of your hunting by yourself, no? Uh, well, this last year, um, John the Trapper, we featured him quite a bit on yeah. this non-simulation. Awesome oh, we're like yeah. uh, everywhere. Even our episodes oh. this year, we've got a wolf episode with him. We've got multiple bear episodes, mm. and uh, a lot of my hunting was with him. Um, but I still had that twelve gauge. Because yeah. if there's a bear coming up the tree stand or when I'm going to track a wounded bear or something, I want to have that. Yeah. Um, you know, now if it was a spot and stock, like when we were spot and stock elk hunting, archery, um, I didn't have it. And we were in bear country. Um, I should carry a mace. So that's what I should is bear spray. When I was in the, when I was sheep hunting in the mountains solo, I carry it. Well, when we're, sh- when we're in the mountains at all, we always carry it in our pocket. Yeah. Like you better be able to get to it with one hand. I keep my hand on it if I'm hiking. I really? Just, um, eh? But yeah, when I was solo in the mountains, And that's mountains, the thing with, a, with a gun is seconds. you can't get it out that quick, you know? eh? And it's going to be, if something's going to happen, it's going to happen like that. Yeah. Yeah, and you're, you're not going to have time to think about it. You just have to yeah. react. So yeah, when I'm um, when I'm in the mountains, it's in my cargo pocket in my pants. Yeah. And yeah. it kind of sticks yeah. out perfectly. Yeah. So I can literally just stick my finger in the loop and pop the cap off. Yeah, so I, I used to carry it with me all the time, and then once I left it in the quad, in the box of my quad, and the off. heat, and the no. thing went off. Oh, man, that was a mess. Uh, absolute mess. Everything that went in there Garbage. was just, just you ever been, wrecked. You then. never got it? You ever been sprayed by it or anything? No, but then you touch it, right? And I'm trying to clean things out, and I touch my face, uh, yeah. or I touch a trail camera or something, Burns, and everything's probably. burning. And yeah. and that was the last can I bought, and since then, I, I always tell myself, before I go out today, I got to go pick up a can of bear spray, but I just haven't. Mm. And uh, and I got to do it this year, especially with all these grizzlies we're seeing and yeah, everything you else. you got to be super careful with that stuff. I have been sprayed by well, it. And that's why I don't, and that's why I don't always carry it. And I wasn't too high on the list because I'm always worried that orange tab is going to pull off and it's going to go off in my pack or on the yeah. side of my backpack, a twig's going to catch on it or something. Right. Yeah. Um, I hear more people so, get hurt from that, like by themselves than in an yeah. actual. Well, event, so many people you know, have had it. Yeah. Go off in the quad box or, or off in the backpack or, you know, yeah. 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 But I've never had a problem. I've caught myself like, holy shit, my cap's off. And I just like slide it really, back on. Eh? But yeah, I've never I've never sprayed it. I've been sprayed by it unintentionally. Uh, we There's a couple buddies and me decided we wanted to see what would happen. On yeah, a cam- and I'm always curious, man. Like, on I've a camping trip, well, too. it's like bring bear spray, right? And this is a school trip. We're, yeah, okay, we'll have bear spray. Everybody's got bear spray. So well, you aren't final... spraying it into the wind, though. You're spraying it. Well, I'm not spraying it. Okay. okay? So I'm not in charge. <laughs> You're of doing just the... making that clear. I'm not in charge of doing the thinking in this particular situation. Okay. I was also 15 or 16 at the time. You were just on the receiving end. Three of us idiots. We're all buddies. And it's the last morning of like a five-day canoe trip. We're like, okay, well, we're not going to run into a bear now, right? We're just getting on the river and going to the truck, basically. So let's try this bear spray. Like we'd been waiting all week to try and just, just see what it did. Never, never knew what it would do, right? So everybody's packing up camp. Pretty much everybody's done. We go to the backside of where everybody was camping, and there's this dead, hollowed-out tree kind of just standing there. My buddy pops the cap off. We're all standing there in the line, 
and he shoots it. And just as he shoots it, like it goes out probably 10 feet, big orange cloud. And then it just like comes right back at us in a big orange cloud. And I saw it coming back. I closed my eyes, but we were just like Donald Trumped fucking orange. really yeah and so, so we started the wind swirled or something and it just got yeah well guys. we were just in a river valley and it oh, just yeah, we're like okay there's no the wind place. shoot shoots and then it just all come right back at us. so <laughs> it sprays awesome. right back towards everybody like that's pretty everybody's pretty much done they're pack, packing the canoes or whatever right there's a few stragglers that kind of got a little mist of it but we're the three of us are stripping like in front of the girls in front of everything just taking our clothes off to run and jump in the river and wash our faces and my one buddy got in both of his eyes, and we were all just bloodshot. And really I got it in my ears. And did it bother you for a while my, after you rinsed um, it out? Or? I didn't have any sinus, you know, allergies or anything for two yeah. days. But it was a good. I, we didn't get it direct, obviously, right? Like there wasn't like there was liquid on us, but it was a good half an hour, forty five minutes of unenjoyable pain. Wow. Yeah. That's so, crazy. I man. would say it works. Like if you're yeah. gonna spray something right in the fucking face. <laughs> so you carry it, carry it with you all the time when you're baiting, when you're sitting in the stand, when you're spot and stock hunting. I actually don't carry it. Um, I usually just carry it when I'm bow hunting or in the mountains and bow hunting by myself. So when you're tracking a wounded bear, recently shot bear, um, gun. when you're archery hunting, so you oh, do bring a gun no, with no, you. When I'm archery hunting, no, I'll just have my bow. You'll just have your bow, eh? I don't think I just there's I got so much shit when I'm bear hunting. I've never been out with you in the time where you brought anything but the bow. Yeah, I don't like, think I pa- I don't think I ever really. Yeah, I see, got bear and, spray I'm, in the and truck. I'm always bringing like that 12 gauge just sitting in the stand with me. Yeah, I know. When I'm archery hunting, I just got so much shit that I'm worried about dropping or breaking or losing or forgetting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I hear you, man. That's that's one of the biggest issues is uh, and you, know, if, if you can never have too much stuff, but it's pretty easy to have too much stuff oh, when you're out there. It's way easier to have too much shit. Yeah. yeah. And if something's going to happen, you know, you got a bow in one hand, a gun in the other. It's just I don't want to have to fumble around. And if I got to make a reaction, I just react. Yeah. Well, what I'll like what I would do is I left leave the bow in the stand or on the quad and then you go retrieve this bear with the gun and if anything happens well you got the gun you're safe right um because that's like a wounded bear is something uh you know again you're you're rolling the dice it could be pretty risky playing with fire yeah that's exactly right no or just be smart move slow for sure wait you know yeah well that's your shot pay attention to where you hit the freaking thing yeah and waiting like i think giving that animal 30 minutes minimum um, because you arrow him and yeah even if you just climb down from the stand and look in that immediate area you're still making noise so he's going to go a little further you just want to arrow that animal and then he goes and beds let him get comfortable because he doesn't know what happened an arrow just came out of nowhere so he's running and he's going to go bed down where he's comfortable and just let him bleed out just let it be right that'll be one of the main things that i uh Try and incorporate is waiting longer. Yeah, it's, it's hard for us yeah. all. We get so, so eager hard, and excited. Man. Yeah. Like I, I was talking about that all bear season where I'm like, I shot my bear. I waited 30 minutes. We got him. Everything was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did that with Tim's. Everything was perfect. And then come archery season when I shot my moose, what do I do? I arrow him. I see him bedded down, and I see he's still alive. I waited 10 minutes. I'm like, okay, I, I convinced myself that was a good idea to climb down from the stand, sneak up on him, and put another arrow him. But obviously, you know, they've got two-foot ears, so he's going to hear you right away. And sure enough, I climb down. I get 
probably about 30 yards, but there's a bit of a, a little hill. So, uh, you know, before I could even see him, he stood up and he was gone. And then I just, I told myself, I got to back out. Yeah. I got to give him a few hours. The worst thing you can do hours. is push a wounded animal, right? That's the worst thing you yeah. want to do. Yeah. And I've done it. We've all, anybody that's hunted has done it, right? Yeah. Yeah. You just get so excited in the moment. You know, I've pushed, I've shot whitetails and and pushed them for hundreds of yards. Yeah. You know, got lucky and finally got them down, but it's just not worth it. Like, let them be. And, you know, even if you got to come back the next morning or whatever. For sure, man. Because you know you made a bad shot. Do that because it's less stress on the animal, too. Because they can just lay down and sort of, you know, slip away instead of being, you know, all adrenaline. I got a good story about how tough deer are. So my brother shot a doe one year, a couple of years back, and he gutted it with the bullet. So the deer went hopping and he caught it on some of the deadfall and he lost all of his guts. He probably yeah. lost everything but his heart and his lungs. Wow. And we, we pushed him. We kept pushing him and pushing him and pushing him because we're saying he's going to be dead. He's going to be down. It's done. We kept pushing him. We, pu- we probably pushed him 200 extra yards wow. from where we shot him. Yeah. With no guts. The, that yeah, is unreal, Unbelievable. Man. I couldn't yeah. believe it. Yeah. Well, I shot a turkey a little low once, and that cocksucker ran for 100 yards before it died. Wow. I thought it was a perfect shot, and I just sliced it, right? And everything just fell out. Yeah. And yeah, it was just gone. Yeah, it gives you a new respect for them. Oh, man. It's unbelievable. You know, all like elk are just <clears throat> notorious elk for family. like they, they, when those elk that survive the rat, They've got a, a bullet wound or they've got a broadhead in their shoulder. They've been run ragged by the cows. They haven't mm. eaten anything yeah. and they are just fucking banged up, man. Yeah. Banged up. I've seen some photos of elk that, that make it through the rut and you're getting into December and those things look like they're on death's door, right? But what they do is they'll just find a nice little area where they're safe, where they can nestle up in and they get up once a day to do some eating and they just go right back to that safe space. Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah. They like um, to stick to their own little territory. When they yeah, and then once rut comes, well, then all hell breaks loose, and that's yeah. when you can catch them off guard. But um, like the bull I got, we we were skinning him out, and there was a big pus ball on his shoulder, and we cut it open, and it's a bullet. Someone had shot him high shoulder, and uh, he survived, and, wow. and unreal, like no issues, right? Wow. And I've talked to guys too who who uh, have skinned out their elk and they found broadheads in it or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, they are tough, tough animals. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I found lots of stuff in bears, too. Really, lots eh? Of bullets and, yeah. I, I haven't found anything in bears, and... um, but I always tell people, like, when it comes to a moose or an elk, you got to almost shoot until that thing is down. Like, if you shoot, he's still standing there moving, shoot again, again, because you need that thing down because they can go a far ways. Yeah. Uh, and, you know... Like bears, usually, as long as you don't push him, he might go 100 yards or 150 yards at the furthest. Mm-hmm. But if you let him be, he will. Especially if you're arrow him, I imagine, because they don't know what happened, like you said. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's quite, a lot quieter than a, a rifle going on. Yes, for sure. Like my bear, we arrowed it and we waited. So we waited about a half hour for John to actually come and help us look because we just stayed in the stand. And while we were waiting, another bear came in. <laughs> Yeah. And Braden had to take him. Like, do you want to get this one? He's like, no, man, we already got one down. <laughs> Let's just let it be. But um, yeah, so John pulled up, and that bear is actually at the bait, and uh, you know, and that's just it. So you're you're in in the atmosphere, these bears' world. You're in their world, and you arrow him. He doesn't know what happens. He left, and 
you haven't disturbed anything. You're still in that stand. Well, another bear comes in like nothing even happened, right? And that's what's so cool about the coolest thing about hunting is being in their world and them not knowing you're there. Um, And yeah, like you never know. Like I would have never expected another bear to come in after I got that one. So I was curious about what you guys thought about when you're sitting in a stand. How do you think they know that you're there? Can they smell you? Can you know what I mean? Anytime I've been Do sitting in a like bear stand. you feel like they know that you're there? Anytime I've been sitting in a bear stand, most bears look right at you. Yeah, you know if it, you know if they know or yeah. you know if they don't know. Like right. the bear I got this year, he didn't know that we were, well, when he first went in there, he didn't. But then they lock eyes with you. They see you there. Um, I actually posted a photo on Facebook with a bear sleeping right beside my GoPro camera. Okay. And so what was happening? Two bears came in. They weren't big enough. Um, but they were there for four or five hours. And what was happening is he would go to bite my camera and I'd yell at him. I'd like, Hey, 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 Hey. So he'd back away. He'd look at me and he'd sit down and they'd go after again and I'd yell at him. And then, so he realized when I yell, uh, that's because he's going near the camera. So I, then he stopped going near the camera, but he knew I was there. They'd walk up to my stand, look at me. They'd go right back to those beavers. Oh, so right. once they realize that you aren't a threat, they, just they aren't worried about you, yeah. right? Yeah, I did I did a little bit of experimenting this um, this last spring in my stand because I there was a bunch of bears. I had a ton of bears there. I had like 15 different bears the one evening I sat. It was crazy. There was just bears there. Wow, the whole time. that is unreal. That's super cool, man. Yeah. And so... Some of them would come in, like there was a sound cubs there when I came into the stand. So they obviously knew I was there. They watched me climb the tree. Um, you know, they went 20 yards back behind the bait and just kind of watched me. But then the other bears, the boars and stuff, they'd kind of rotate around between my bait and this other asshole's bait. And they'd, uh, you know, some of them didn't know I was there at all. And I just, I'd watch them for a few hours and then, you know, there'd be a couple smaller ones there for a little while and I'd just make a noise and they'd you know, lock eyes with me. And, then and I should mention, the only reason why you said that other assholes bait is because some random guy shit. set up a bait yeah, within, a little bit of context. within 50 yards from yours. Yeah, there's another, somebody <laughs> somebody else set up a bait last year. Yeah, it's actually with After you set up yours and you've had it established 30. for several years. Yeah, and then he magically loses an SD card on his camera there too. Yeah, stealing yeah. memory cards and everything else. So anyways, I just wanted to tie that A little in, bit of context there, on, yeah. Man. So <laughs> I, I can literally hear, you know, my bears going to this other guy's barrels, knocking them around, and then coming back, just rotating between the baits. And so I finally, you know, I'm a little bit bored. I'm watching the bears and everything, so I'm just going to experiment with them. So, you know, I did a little whistle and see how they react. You know, the smaller ones tended to just kind of like spook off to the edge of the bait and then kind of circle around and try and catch my wind. But then they just come right back into the bait. And the big sow with the cub, she knew I was there the whole time. I have pictures on my phone and my trail camera of her laying in the roots of the trees on her back, (laughs) just like eating the oats with her cups just around the bait. And so to your question, I think if they know that you're there, like I guess it would depend on your wind and, you know, all the situations. If they know you're there, most of the time they don't care because they're there for the bait. And if you're baiting regular enough, they're probably used to your smell and everything anyway. Yes, so and it's different care. spot and stock areas and baiting areas because baiting areas, they know that that isn't natural. They know that those barrels and they know that that food in those barrels, that's that's not natural that's food. They know that somebody is putting that there. Yeah. 
and they know that once they eat it, there's more there. So they know that something or someone is putting food here. So when they see you, then then they put two and two together. Right. Okay, here's something well, in the tree, and they put the food there, and they see that you aren't a threat. They'll usually stick around. But when you're spot and stock hunting in the area where we spot and stock hunt. Uh, they know everyone's hunting so everybody is a threat no one's giving them anything so usually as soon as you see them they're gone right that's what i've noticed in my opinion if you're if you're doing a good job baiting the bear can associate you with the food yes because that's ideally um strategically on the hunting side of it that's what you want you want that bear to you know if i'm baiting with a quad i leave that quad running so that the bears know that that sound of my quad engine means that their food is restocked. Mm-hmm. Do you leave it running while you're baiting? While I'm baiting. See, that's I a, don't because key. I'm worried that I can't hear a bear so, coming in on me. Yeah. You're not going to hear it anyway, man. It's uh, They got pill- They got marshmallows for I, feet. They do, yeah. 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 But that's, yeah. You think you'll be able to hear them, but you'll probably see them before you actually You know, hear it's them. probably a peace of mind thing on both sides. But like you don't like it when you can't Well, it's a peace of mind like for me, but it's a strategical thing for him. Right. Like he mm-hmm. does it because then those bears know, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I've said this, I've said this and I'll say it a hundred times. It might get me killed one day, but I'm way too relaxed around black bears. I just feel like I can, I can read them well enough that yeah. I am, I'm not too relaxed necessarily. I feel like I play it safe, mm-hmm. but other people would probably disagree. Or maybe be a little bit worried for me. Well, I want to hunt bears at the bait from the ground this year. That's a priority of mine. Yeah. But we'll do it. Yeah, you know, if yes. you're going to do that, uh, maybe you can tag me along one of those. Because I've wanted to do that for a few years. Well, now. I want to change it up, right? Because yeah. now, like, we've got four or five episodes of baiting bears in a tree stand. And it's awesome. Different bears every time. It's action-packed. But I want to do something different. On the ground. You and you always got to take things to the next level, right? So <laughs> building a bit of a shrubbery-type ground blind with deadfall and setting up there and being right eye level now would you do bears. that with a permanent ground blind type deal would no. you build it or oh just tent up? so yeah not not a tent because they would destroy the yeah, tent yeah they're just so curious right yeah. um like i don't think they destroy it because they don't want it there i think they're just curious of yeah. what that is you definitely couldn't leave it there overnight no. yes and then i wouldn't just want to pop up a tent no. because if they were there 12 hours early and that tent wasn't there it might What's mess things up there? for you yeah. um so yeah what i would do is just you don't even really need anything to be honest i i would almost think that you could even just sit a lot of people just a lot of people just like throw up some brush and then hang like some of that camo canvas yes and sit in a lawn chair yeah and we did that once and that's what we did if you're hunting them from the ground they are gonna know you're there they just are because no matter if you can see it or not that bear does a circle around the bait before he comes in yeah especially if something's different for sure so they're gonna know you're there it's it don't be intense it's so intense <laughs> but now so i have talked to a lot of guys that have used pop-up blinds eh and they've worked fine for them for me that that makes me nervous because like the thought of a bear's nose pressing up against that that thin wall tent, and then like it makes me nervous thinking that if that thing wanted me while I was in the tent, I'd be less able to do something because yeah, but that's why that it's that's why it's a priority that there's two of us in there. One's with one's got a gun and one's got the bow, right? One's like I would never do this by myself, and I wouldn't. I just wouldn't. Mm. I wouldn't get approval from the wife either to ever be <laughs> if that was the case. No. Um, but it's something that I think we should definitely make a priority this year. I think year. a brush blind would be better though. I'm all for it, man. Yeah. 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 I'm all for it. 
I think it'd be safer too. It leaves like it's more of like a natural barrier if you we'll got document the whole thing behind you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna we're document all of our baiting and tricks and tips yeah. and everything. Without a doubt. Awesome. Well, I'm pumped up for bear season, guys. Yeah, we're gonna get lots of bear hunting. We can start baiting in a few good. weeks. Yeah. A few weeks we can start baiting. So are you uh are you getting your bait out March fifteenth as soon as you can? No, I'll probably or wait. Are you waiting? I'm gonna wait. It'll depend on the snow. So we got that Yorkton trade show first weekend in April. Yeah. And bear season's open then. Yeah. So I'm almost thinking of getting it out before then, as long as there isn't too much snow, getting it out before then, getting it established. So last week of March, get it established, because then we're gone that first week basically in April, and then I won't be able to get back out till second week of April, and those bears are moving. Like we mm -hmm. killed bears. April 10th cool. or April 12th last year, right? So, you know, I think I'm going to get it out early and then uh, check back right around April 8th, 9th. And I will, as long as there's no snow, we should have action at those baits. Yeah, it's supposed to be an early spring this year. And that's what I base it all off the snow because if there's still three and a half feet of snow come, you know, April 1st, you're just wasting money by baiting that early, right? It's just... <laughs> Yeah, see, I like to have it there because the, what those bears are going to do... They get accustomed to it there, don't they? They're going to go to the last place they left. But mm. now we don't bait in the fall. So so that that does make it tough. If you bait in the spring and fall, um, then those bears, as soon as they go into their den, they're going to go right back to where that bait was in the fall. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like to get it out early. So I'm going to try. As long as we can get out there, I'm going to get it out... Uh, yeah, I like to have mine out as early as possible because I'm always, you know, yeah. the first bear I see on the highway or whatever, it just gets me so excited. I'm pumped up. I feel confident that I could go out now with a weapon looking yeah. for one. So my, thing, so my one that I got my bear, you said they're logging <coughs> way back there quite a bit, eh? I know that they're logging on that particular road lots. I don't know affect... if it's anywhere near where your bait is. I haven't been down the road. Because that bait hasn't produced a whole lot of great stuff. It That late that bait is good late season. Once you get into June, it's great. But then you're taking a risk of, of the quality of bear you're getting. So I like to I like to have something down by the middle of May um earlier in the season so i'm thinking of trying to find a new spot and establishing a whole new bait yeah if i was you i'd try and get away from there's a lot of baits in that yeah, area yeah that's right? the issue so your bears are look really at some maps and, and figure out uh you know ideally you want something right around some a body of water yeah. um you know because that's gonna gonna bring everything in and then uh you want a bit of open uh you know, open uh, terrain inside the bush. Somewhere. Well, and you also want something that's, you know, easy enough to access and it's not too far away so that you can maintain the bait like you're supposed to be, right? Yes, and the issue is fire bands. Every bear season, we have a fire band. So you got to go yeah. somewhere where you don't need to take the quad. Yeah, which is where I was stuck last year. That's why I was spot. Yeah, that's that's what's good about my spot too. Is yeah. you can. You so we'll have to in. have a chat, figure out maybe three sites or four sites that we can run together and just top them up yep, all absolutely. the time and hunt them and get something. Well, we kind of did that last year, right? We kind of did a, a yeah. few few stock ups of each other's baits. And yeah, yeah. If we're in the area, then it's easy. So yeah, as far as sure. this hunt that you guys are giving away or letting people win, what are you guys going to do for that one? Yeah, so this podcast, so we record them a little bit ahead of time. So when this podcast is out, we will have already chosen and randomly selected a winner. Um, so what we're going to do with that, 
We're going to see how the baits are. If the baits are rocking, they're doing good. We'll do a baited hunt um, or we can do a spot and stock hunt because there are bears absolutely everywhere that's around right. here, right? Yeah, so we'll also chat with with the crew that comes up too. That's the beauty of it is we have do, the option to see do what they prefer. One. You know, maybe they can even do both. You want to do one day here, one day exactly, there? And you yeah. know, the success rate probably isn't too, too big of a difference, is it? What do you yeah, think? you know, I you think if you're spending, if you're spending, yeah. Well, you the thing know. is, we maintain our baits, and we have so much history and knowledge about the spot and stock area that I would say, yeah. you know, if the weather permits and everything, you're almost guaranteed an opportunity. Yeah. Now, it's your job to put the bullet in the animal where it's supposed to. And, you know, we aren't going to hunt a bait if there hasn't been a bear there for three or four days. Yeah, so we're not just going to stick you in a tree yeah. and be like, have fun, buddy. Hope there's a bear. <laughs> no. No, we want to get you a bear because... We told you we're going to try and get you a bear. Yeah. It's good for you. It's good for us. And that's the whole point of yeah, this. Yeah, we're right? going to film the whole thing, hopefully, too. Exactly. And do an episode for Non-Typical Nation. So it'll be pretty cool. That'll be awesome. Yeah. Do you guys ever get feedback from people how they like to bear hunt? Like, the people that you guys know, what do they like to do the most? Bear hunt as in uh, uh, spot and stock or baiting? You know, the guys who are hardcore bear hunters, it's all baiting. Baiting, him. Eh? That's yeah. what I found, at least. Like the guys who the guy there's not it's a it's a rare breed of hunters that looks forward to bear season every single year. I deal with hunters on a daily basis at the shop, right? And there's a small yeah, yeah, percentage yeah. that are jacked up for bear season because in Alberta you don't have to keep the meat, but you got to keep the hide. Uh, so you got to do something do with, with that bear every year, That's right? Um, so that turns some guys off. Some guys are like, yeah, I want to get one big bear and that's it. Um, but we need people to bear hunt every year because there are so many bears. Yeah. Um, so your question was, are there well, which, more what, guys? What majority of people that you guys know hunt in which way? So spot and stock or baiting? Is yeah, I, I think baiting? I think your average bear hunter, the guy who, who goes out a couple days a year with their kids to go try and get a bear spot and stock, but your hardcore bear hunters who wants to kill a big bear every year is baiting. Yeah, yeah I would agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's just because you can choose. Well, and for me, you know, big ones type deal. Yeah. Me in particular, if I got an afternoon, you know, or I got a couple hours, well, I'll just go spot and stock, cruise around, go hike somewhere, go ride the quad somewhere. But if I'm going to dedicate like two or three days or even just a full day i'm gonna go sit and stand because yeah. it is better it's actually better bear hunting if you're sitting at a populated stand yeah. for sure than just spending the day you know you might see 15 bears you might only see one yeah, yeah. Right. driving around or whatever right so exactly yeah it's it's just preference and what you like what you enjoy what yeah. you have access to yeah without a doubt well and that's just it right some zones some zones you can't bait like where we spot and stock there's no baiting allowed, right? So, and it is a lot of work. You know, there's a lot of people that that bait that don't put the work in. But you know, it's it, it's really easy to put a few things in a barrel. You know, hang a few signs, and you don't have to do it every week like we do. You don't have to keep it stocked right up to the brim all the time. You might have a bear come roam roam right through and be exactly what you want, and and yeah. you get to take it home. Like it's that easy, right? Yeah. But it can also be that hard too, but, right? Where you yeah, sit for days. You and get days. what you put your work in for, right? Yeah. So you're gonna get that many more bears. You're gonna get that many, that much better of bears. The more you bait it, the more you keep it stocked. Yeah, yeah it was you know, my more, fourth more year. year of baiting when I got my first bear. 
the fourth year of baiting when I got my first bear at the bait, I should say. And yeah. by that time you've had a lot of action there, right? No, no. Because just because I wasn't committed enough to it. Well, and it's been a ton of trial and error for both of us. Yes. Because and we like, find a lot of, some stuff works, some stuff doesn't work. That's exactly right. We've, we've used what I've considered the wrong bait. What yeah. I consider the wrong bait now, stuff I would never use again, which is like rotten meat, stuff like that, like fish yeah. stuff yeah. that we found just, doesn't work it just no. doesn't like it just doesn't bring them in yeah. and it you know they might come through but they're not even sitting there and feeding they're just sort of like the scent attracts them and you really want your bears if you're baiting you want them to stay there you want yeah. them to come and spend hours there you want them to empty your bait yeah right you don't want them to empty your bait in 15 minutes but that's just how you build your bait site and that's, that's what I learned thing. this past year. Like I had never used beaver at my bait. And that was one of the issues is that's key. That is gold to those bears. Beavers. If you have nothing at your bait, have a beaver and you'll have a bear come in and he'll stay there until that bear beaver's gone or until he can steal what, it. What is it about the beaver? I think it's just Everybody a natural, yeah, it's just a natural, natural treat for them. Right. Yeah. And they're, I think they're somewhat tough for bears to catch. So when you got a beaver sitting in the tree there, that is gold. That's exactly what they want. Well, it's like John the Trapper said, though. <laughs> beaver's like uh, predator candy. So yeah. like wolves, coyotes. They all like They all, 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 beaver is like the thing, the like mm. go-to. And uh, yeah, I'm not sure what it is, but, you know, there's a reason why the trappers base, like there's an Alberta beaver buying market in the spring. Trappers yeah. literally yeah. save all their beaver carcasses to yeah. make that extra like couple thousand dollars sometimes For sure. just selling carcasses yeah and and you know beavers used a lot um the casters used a lot in trapping and all that yeah. stuff it's just it seems to be a natural predatory um treat scent yeah yeah without want. a doubt scent attractant yeah and it is it is key you know i hang a beaver every time whether it's half a beaver or a full beaver depending on the the bears that are at my bait the beaver's gone before the barrels are empty every time. Without a doubt. And I've noticed too, like last year, they're going straight to those beavers. And once that beaver's gone, then they'll start going into the bait and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what we've learned too. As time goes on, um, you know, we learn what additional bait to use. So, uh, you know, whether it's uh, oats are good, you can buy oats in big, huge bundles mm -hmm. and fill up a, a barrel quite, you know, it's not too expensive. Mm -hmm. Um you know, bread, if you can get bread from a store or something, that can give you garbage bags full of grease. Uh, yeah, grease, grease is good. Grease is yeah, good. So oil, yeah. every year you learn a little bit more. And it's that's just hunting, man. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's elk hunting or deer hunting or bear hunting, um, it's all about absorbing that knowledge and just learning. My brother, or my mother, my brother, my mother has a restaurant out in Smith and yeah. she, she sells all her grease to this outfitter up nice. there. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, he just leaves his trailer there and she fills it up. Fills it right up. He comes in during the season, takes it away, and yeah. Yeah. Nice. We so usually hit up the. Yeah. We usually hit up KFC, but uh, yeah. the issue it's is the there's 20 other guys that are yeah. doing that same yeah. thing. Yeah. And last yeah. year, that's yeah, a hot commodity here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, uh, some days I find myself just going to all the fast food restaurants all morning yeah. trying to find some grease. All the mm. buckets are empty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, should we wrap her up? Yeah, let's yeah. wrap it up. That, was, uh, that was that was exciting, and you know what? We're a few weeks away. I'm pumped right up. Yeah, I could just talk for more, more and more hours about bear hunting. So yeah, just love it. We love it. Yeah. So keep an eye on our news feed, guys. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, the webpage, everything, and follow along on our adventures this year. Yeah. Give us some feedback. Anything you hear? Anything you want to hear more of? Any questions you got? Any answers you got for us? 
Yeah, we love the feedback from the podcast. We just love hearing from you guys. So keep that up. Appreciate it big time. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for having me on. And it was a good time. I can't believe. How long has it been already? What are we at? Almost two hours. An hour and 45 minutes, oh, Ryan. Just flies by. Right on, it? man. Yeah. Jeez, no, man. glad to have you on here. It's yeah, uh, our pleasure. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, it was good. It's good you finally made it on. Yeah. 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 There Hopefully we go. Many more too. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Anytime. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Thanks right so much on. for listening, guys. Remember to share it with your friends. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. That's very important. And uh, yeah, check out the previous podcasts and all the content on our webpage.